He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Long. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you, coming to you live from under the Pink Dome in the People's Republic of Austin, where more and more the the, uh, Republicans are showing their true colors. We've got some updates for you on school choice today and on border security um, also, Pastor Greg is going to come on with us at the bottom of the hour. Um, so we got a great program lined up for you. If you're in the Capitol waiting for me to show up, I'll be in the rotunda around 1015 looking for you there. So what's on the calendar this week? we got lots of great things going on. First of all, we have Thursday night, Thursday night, the regular monthly meeting of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. And it's going to be Terry Schilling. He's with a project uh, called the American Principles Project. And uh, he believes in uh, what we call big, what he calls big family. You know, you've got big pharma, you've got big this, big that. Um, And uh, Terry Schilling says we need big family. We need a special interest group called big family. And uh, because that's who we are. We are a big family and we need to have more more uh we need to have more power as a big family and so that is what terry Schilling is going to be talking to us about um he is known nationwide listen this guy's a big deal nationwide you may not know him locally um but he is absolutely um a uh, a big deal national wise and so we're really excited to have this opportunity to bring terry Schilling to the fredericksburg tea party this meeting is thursday night um, we uh, serve dinner starting at 6. The meeting starts at 6.30. And uh, we are very respectful of your schedules, and we will let you out of there at 8 o'clock, even though many of us end up standing around and visiting till after 9. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, 6.30 the meeting starts, dinner at 6. Where should you go? You are going to St. Joseph's Hall in Fredericksburg, that is at 212 West San Antonio Street in Fredericksburg, 212 West San Antonio Street, and uh, we'll see you there Thursday night at uh, 6 o'clock. Join us for dinner. It's always good. Now, before that, Wednesday, tomorrow, you've got an opportunity to uh, meet uh, to meet and greet with uh, Chip Roy um, at the Gillespie uh Grand Old Party Headquarters, the Republican Party of Gillespie County, is hosting uh, Congressman Chip Roy. There will be a light lunch served. There is no charge for this, as opposed to um, if you go to Kerrville uh, that same evening, it's going to cost you 100 bucks or something like that um, if there are even tickets left. So no tickets needed to meet with your congressman, Chip Roy, in Fredericksburg at noon 
and the address is 904 West Main Street. Um, that is before the Y. You know, we always talk to, to our good friend Jody at the Tejas Smoke Depot every Thursday, and we give directions to her place, and we say, go west on, on Main Street, and when you get to the Y, well, the new GOP headquarters are right before you get to the Y, on the right, there's a wee little house there that a long time ago was a restaurant uh, called Porky's, and then it moved to another location, and then it closed completely down. I think there's a car lot there as well, but you'll see the little house. It is um, 904 West Main Street. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had some signs out there. So uh, there you go. Look for signs out there. I hope the uh, Republican Party has put some signs out there. All right, what else can you do? We have block walking uh, for Dennis McCandless. By the way, the uh, FISD, uh, the candidates for the Fredericksburg School Board, we had Dennis in the studio yesterday and had a great visit with him. If you haven't, if you didn't hear that yesterday, the podcast is still available at hillcountrypatriot.com, uh, or you can go to The Matt Long Show and find a link there, or anywhere there are podcasts. Just search for The Matt Long Show, and yesterday's program is already posted. So my point is we've got uh, five people running for three seats, essentially. Four are running for two seats, and Brian Laney is uh, uh, running for his seat back again. And um, But of those four, when it comes down to, um, let's see, when it comes to school choice, which is a big deal today, that's what we're going to be talking about here at the Capitol today, when it comes to school choice, um, three of them are against it. Only Dennis McCandless believes that uh, the, the free market will create a better education than government schools dictated to you by a, uh, by a zip code. And uh, so also it would be interesting to note that um, Fredericksburg Tea Party sent out uh, questionnaires for all four of the candidates or five of the candidates to fill out. Guess what? Nobody replied. Nobody filled them in by the deadline except for Dennis McCandless. All right? So I have to tell you that uh, there, there's more about Dennis. He has been block walking. Um, in fact, if you want to block for him today at 10 o'clock, meet at the post office parking lot uh, Thursday at 10 o'clock. You can meet at the uh, post office in Fredericksburg. And April 15th, Saturday, you can meet at the post office at 10 o'clock. And Sunday, April 16th, you can meet at the post office parking lot. And uh, at 10, oh, no, it's 1 on April 16th. On Sunday, it's 1. The other three days, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, it's going to be at 10 in the morning. You know, folks, you can get all of this information if you'll go and subscribe to the newsletter at FredericksburgTeaParty.org. We have a weekly newsletter that goes out. Now, during the session, which is what right now you're more likely to see um, uh, uh, more emails from us, but uh, some other content in this. We've got an event uh, with the Patriot Academy coming up. We've got the state uh, capital tour with uh, uh, a faith in uh, TPUSA faith. Uh, Let us worship event. Uh, Kingdom at the Capitol. That's coming up. Um, we've got Rafael Cruz going to be in the Hill Country. We've got Ted Nugent. Oh my goodness, the Constitutional Defense. I mean, the Young Women's Leadership Summit. 
All of these things, you can find details at in the weekly newsletter. And, yes, it's a big old fat newsletter. In fact, if it was printed, they'd probably have to put it in two sections, you know, and, and the poor paper boy would be rubber banding it all together. But you can get it electronically and uh, just keep scrolling down. More information than you know what to deal with it. And if it's too long, just stop reading wherever you want to. You're lost. Um, so, folks, we're going to give you a little bit, some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin. And then I'm going to get you caught up on the school choice and where we're at because I have more information on that than I did yesterday. So, um Here's uh, uh, from Poor Richard's Almanac from 1749. Ben Franklin says this, The wise man draws more advantage from his enemies than the fool from his friends. A wise man draws more advantage from his enemies than the fool from his friends. Um, Folks, uh, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, I'm going to give you an update on school choice as well as border security. Y'all stick around. We'll be right back. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Ain't nothing like the real The Hill Country Patriot. Matt Log, your man on the scene in Austin. All right, here we are. I'm still at the Capitol in Austin. I am still Matt Long, and you're still listening to the Matt Long Show. Thank you so much for sticking around. So let me give you an update on school choice, where it's at, because um, I kind of made the comments uh, publicly and in some emails and texts and phone calls with people that after the Thursday vote in the Texas House on the budget, when Amendment 45 came up, and was added to the budget, and that amendment says that um, no money in the budget shall be appropriated for school choice or ESAs or anything like that. So my feeling was, well, that's dead, and a lot of people have said that. Um, But I do know that there are others saying it's not quite dead, and so I had a rough idea of what the mechanism was, and I mentioned it to several people. The mechanism, in other words, what what would it, what process would these bills have to go through to actually then be approved and in the budget? Since at this point in time they are not in the budget, so my guess was that when it went to conference committee, that that uh, amendment could be stripped out. Well, I found out this morning my guess was correct. Um, so this amendment can, and from what I understand, will very likely be stripped out. Um, and the reason I was given this was because two years ago, the same thing happened. Um, and when it got into conference committee, the um, that language, that amendment was stripped out by conference committee. Well, you may ask yourself, well, what is the conference committee? So when a bill goes from the Senate to the House or from the House to the Senate, and if either one of those makes substantial or makes changes to it, um, that um, the other chamber already voted on, but now it's changed, then those two uh, groups, the Senate and the House, have to go sit in a room. And by the way, that is a closed meeting. The conference committee, um, you can't uh, listen or watch or anything on that. That's an unusual uh, conference committee. 
Um, and so they go into this conference committee and they decide you have five members from the House and five members from the Senate who will go in there and uh, decide what is the, the, the compromise between these two bills. Where can these two bills come together so that they're identical? All right. And so that the House and the Senate bills then line up with each other. And then they go back to their um, each to their own uh, chambers and they vote on that bill as it comes out of conference. So the possibility that that gets stripped out, I have been told, is very highly likely that uh, Amendment 45 gets stripped out and that we have a bill that probably would have some room in it for school choice and ESAs. Well, that depends on what happens in the House today. Chairman Dutton, a Democrat, um, uh, the, uh, running the uh, Education Committee, is going to be hearing bills today on uh, ESA and school choice. And so I'm going to be um, registering. I'm going to sign up to testify on this. Um, but uh, if my uh, testimony, I'm going to pick a time this afternoon, maybe 3 or 4 o'clock. If they haven't called me, I'm going to head back. Um, I think this is important, and it's important enough for me to be up here and register my opinion and hope to um, testify on it, but I'm not going to wait. This is not a bill that I'm going to wait till 2 in the morning to testify on. Um, and so that is the, the path out. Um, there's some interesting background on that, why we're even in this position in the first place. And I strongly suggest you go to the Texas Scorecard and find the weekly podcast or regular podcast from Luke Macias. He took out, he did about an 18-minute podcast on this question, is school choice dead? And uh, so he basically told you what I just told you, but in a whole lot more details. Uh, maybe if I run into Luke today, I'll just uh, get my own little interview with him today. Um, but uh, there's a good uh, place for you to get all the details on it, and especially how we got to that point where so many Republicans voted with the Democrats on Amendment 45. How did we get to that point? And Luke explains that really well, and so that is really, that's a good thing. Now, we have uh, mentioned this before on the air, um, and I want to go over it again, but something brand new in the Texas House during COVID uh, two years ago, the, um, there were people who were saying, we want our testimony to be on the record, but we're, you know, we're not going to go to the Capitol or we don't want to go to the Capitol or the restrictions at the Capitol are keeping us out of the uh, committee hearings. You know, two years ago, some of those committee hearings you had uh, you had to prove that you were vaccinated to go into some of those committee hearings and wear a mask and go through all of those things. Not all of them, but some of them were that way. And uh, so the House came up with, I think, a, a, a decent solution. And so online from the comfort of your home, in fact, any room in your home, as long as your uh, Wi-Fi picks up there, you can register your opinion on house bills and uh, from the from your home say i like this bill i don't like this bill it's uh give your reasons um or say uh but you can register your opinion now four years ago you had to come to the capitol to do that 
All right. So now you don't have to do that anymore in the House. All right. You can register your opinion on a certain bill. Now, there are caveats to it. You cannot register your opinion on any bill at any time. Okay. It can only register your opinion on bills that are currently scheduled for a hearing in the House. When the agenda for a committee meeting goes up, at the very bottom of the agenda, this is for a house now, at the very bottom of the agenda is a link for you to register your comment on any of the bills that are being heard in that committee that day. Now, uh, the other one of the other catches to that is, uh, let's say they're... Uh, um, hearing House Bill uh, 30,300, all right? That's not a real bill, but let's just make that one up. And uh, they're taking testimony on it, and people are uh, up here at the Capitol, and the committee hearing's going on. While that committee hearing is going on and while that bill is being heard, you can still register uh, your testimony. Now, as soon as that bill is done. So in the, in in most committees, what they will do is they will table the bill after taking all the testimony, and then they'll come back in a few days later and uh, vote on all those bills. Um, and they'll do a quick, uh, they call it housekeeping. They'll go in all the bills they've heard testimony on. Then uh, they will, in one fell swoop, go through and uh, vote on each of those bills. And so the uh, deadline, you have to um, have filed your your um, comment on this bill from the moment that it gets filed in the agenda, all right? So the agenda pops up at TLO, Texas Legislature Online. The agenda will pop up, and uh, then it's usually two to three days before the hearing. And uh, then as soon as that particular bill is done taking uh, – testimony on the floor then or on the uh, in the committee then that gets pulled down and your comments you can no longer make comments on it um i was looking at some of these comment pages the other day and uh, there are in fact in one bill had over 800 pages of people who had done what i'm asking you to do um, and uh, so Angela and I were talking about that, and is how do you make your testimony stick out over the 800 pages, right? Um, and so one of the first things you need to do is make sure that your opinion on that bill is stated very clearly in the opening sentence. In fact, I doubt they'll read much further than that. I can just see them skimming through these 800 pages, um, someone in the office going through and skim, skim, skim. They're probably glancing at the first sentence. In fact, if you have a great big old fat argument in there that's paragraphs long, I doubt anyone's going to read that. And uh, so put your opinion in the um, the first sentence if you're doing that. Um, now you might say, well, where do I find uh, the agenda, Mr. Long? We now know that the link the leaving your comments is on the bottom of the agenda. So where do I find the agenda? Well, you go to the top of TLO and you look for committees and then you look for committees by date and then committees by date for the House. I know it's starting to get complicated, isn't it? 
committees by date for the House. You pick the date, and then you will see all the committees that are being here uh, that are, are meeting that day, and then you link on their agendas. Yes, this is why we do TLO training over and over and over again. Um, and uh, so all of that is available at capital.texas.gov. And um, we'll, uh, that is, uh, that's how you keep up with these things. Um, also, there are links in the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter um, to a lot of these things as well. So make sure you get your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter and uh, open it up and read it regularly. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and I'm going to get Pastor Greg Young on the line with me. And uh, we're, I think we're going to talk about Riley Gaines. Uh, so y'all stay tuned, and we will be right back. There's more where that came from. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. Matt Long, your man on the scene in Austin. Chosen Generation and make a tax-deductible donation. Now, back to Chosen Generation with Pastor Greg. Yeah, welcome back. All right, welcome back to Chosen Generation Radio, where no topics off limits and everything filtered through biblical glasses. And we are joined, of course, as we do each Tuesday by Matt Long and the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot Radio Network. Great to be with you folks out in the Hill Country and all across the country on Chosen Generation Radio as well. Matt, great to be with you, brother. You know, I was just thinking, and uh, by the way, those of you listening across the country, this is hillcountrypatriot.com. Um, you can stream us live anywhere in the world. And um, I was just thinking while we were waiting to come back on here that um, I started um, calling into your program, I believe, let's see, this is 88, 87, 86, 80. It was probably the 85th legislative session when uh, you were doing an afternoon program, and every Tuesday afternoon I would call from the Capitol and uh, give your listeners an update. So we've been doing this phone call for um, many years, Pastor Greg, and I still enjoy it. Me too, Matt. Me too, very much. And <laughs> and we're right back uh, where we where we began, so to speak, in 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 relationship to the fact that you're uh, you're live in Austin today. I am, and I do that every Tuesday, and it's real exciting. We've got school choice bills uh, being heard today, and uh, so we're looking forward to that. This may be the year that we get school choice in Texas. Um, it's kind of a slim chance, but we're working on it right now. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, Pastor Greg, that's been in the national news um, over the last few days uh, since uh, last Thursday night, and it has to do with a guest that I was going to have, I had scheduled for over a week. In fact, it was about two weeks. Um, I had a guest scheduled for this last Friday, and that guest was Riley Gaines. And so um, Thursday, of course, the story broke on Friday that Riley had been accosted, had been physically assaulted in San Francisco State University. And uh, I passed the story on to my listeners on Friday that 
while she was being barricaded into the room. She called people that were important to her. She called her husband and spoke with him. And and she knew she had a an appointment to come onto my radio program in a few hours, but she didn't even know if she was going to get out of the room, much less be able to call me. And she texted me at 1 o'clock in the morning. Riley Gaines texted little old Matt Long here in the Hill Country and said, mm-hmm. Matt, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it onto your uh, show on Friday morning. And she didn't. So we are working on the uh, another opportunity to get Riley back but pastor greg since that has happened and she was attacked probably the worst thing we have heard is that the uh the leaders at san francisco state university congratulated those people who harassed and chased riley Gaines through the building and into barricaded in her into a room and san francisco state university leaders have said Great job, kids. Great job. Keep up the good work. Where are we as a country? Pastor Greg, what in the world is going on? Well, and, and, and there, I believe their specific quotation was is that, that, that they were demonstrating peacefully. Now, I, I seem to recollect, Matt, that there was a news broadcast like that in the summer of 2020 with members of the media standing in front of buildings that were on fire trying to convince America that, oh, hey, you know what, uh, this has been a very peaceful demonstration. I, I, I look at, you know, there's several things that I look at right now. I look at what's happened, look at what happened with Bud Light. Right. Okay. And, and, you know, Anheuser-Busch now, I, I, I read uh, something, and I, I didn't double-check this yet because I'm taking a little break this week, but I, I didn't double-check that. But uh, supposedly they have terminated their entire marketing division. Huh. Well, that's, I hope that's true. Um, that, that was, that was something that I had read. I, again, I don't know if that, if that's been validated or not, but... You know, I, I don't even know that it matters at this point. It's like Disney. If I see, if I, you know, Disney's supposedly coming out with more Star Wars or whatever, I'm like, well, that's going to flop. Disney yeah. went so woke. And then they told us that for the last 20-something years, they have been trying to get our little boys to have sex with one another. Yeah. And to try and, and, and transgender our kids for yeah. 20 years. And I've been warning about this. My kid, we, we kind of, so we stepped away from Disney a long time ago as a family because of what we saw taking place. And we used to love to go. I mean, man, I, I started going in the, in the, with, as a kid in the 60s. So, I mean, I was, Man, just you know, uh, when you wish upon a star, and Disney's on tonight. I, I think what we're looking at is scripturally, the word tells us, "Woe to those who call evil good and good evil." We also know that Scripture tells us that God is going to release a spirit of of delusion, and that people are going to chase after the lies. 
they're going to pursue them. Romans 1 says that when, when we start elevating creation above the creator, that he's going to turn people over to a debased mind. These individuals live in a world that is so far from, from God's biblical truths that they, they, they literally believe what they say. I don't, I, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm saying, okay, you know what? They don't, they don't even, they don't think they're lying. No. They, they truly believe that killing babies and sodomizing children and putting grown, half-dressed, nearly undressed men into, into preschool and kindergarten classes and bringing preschoolers and up to age eight to, to bars where these freaks are performing what? is somehow not going to cause any emotional, mental, or spiritual damage, but in fact it's going to somehow enlighten them. Yeah. Um, they believe Kinsey's rhetoric that that babies are born sexual. They applaud the fact that Kinsey was forcing three-month-olds to to their bodies to orgasm. I, I mean, these are this is sick. This is absolutely sick. And I think the question that we have at hand, and let me finish by telling this story. So. As you know, in India, there's a tremendous amount of persecution. A 13-year-old boy who's the son of one of our pastors was being attacked and beaten on a, on a daily basis by about five or six Sikh boys. And day before yesterday, they had him on the ground and they were kicking him. And he grabbed a rock and he threw it and hit one of the kids and put one of the kids that was hitting him and beating him in the hospital. He, the authorities came to his house and arrest to arrest him. Yep. Not to arrest the five boys that had beat him and had him on the ground and were beating him every day, but to arrest him. So our pastor, my lead pastor over there was called and went to the house. He got there just ahead of the police the police came and wanted to arrest him, and he said, no, I'll take him to the police station. You, you go on. I'll take him. And, and he went along with one of our friends who's a political leader and w took him over there. And he said to them, this young man has been being beaten every day, so you go ahead and you file charges against him. But when you do, we will bring charges against every one of those boys, against their families, against the school, against your police department, against everybody that had an opportunity to stop this and wouldn't. And we will put it on national news. So what happened? 
they said, well, we, we think, we think we're probably, we're, we're just going to let this go. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to, we're going dro- to drop. Y'all can go home now. <laughs> you know, is, are you, uh, you know, it, what it sounds like is you're saying is that pushback is important. Um, yep. and, and I'm not talking and we're definitely folks, we're not talking about physical pushback. Um, we're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about pushing back and speaking up against these things and not being afraid to say these things, to speak these truths. And, you know, I heard a really good uh, talk. I think this lady is Australian, um, and she was talking about uh, not using their language anymore. In other words, don't use the term transgender. There's no such thing. And every time we use that language, we are adding to the to the we're we're adding to the conversation. We're making it grow bigger if we use their language. I have stopped using the term biological male. I just say male because they're all males are biological males. We need to stop using that language, and I think that is a valid way of pushing back. And I and and particularly to Riley Gaines, and I'm going to try to get her on later this week. She is getting really booked, by the way. If you hadn't figured that out, it's hard to get her now. A week ago, a week ago, it was easy to get her on the air, um, and uh, but now it's not. But she's uh, she's going to press charges in California. She wants to make sure that that there are some consequences to this, and that's where we need to be. You know, when the uh, trans community, uh, when that uh, clown show took over the Capitol here in Austin or a, a portion of it a couple of weeks ago when I was here, <clears throat> there, there's been no repercussions. The, the, nobody has done anything about the fact that they barricaded, almost, in fact, kidnapped those uh, people who were uh, trapped or who were in the committee room. Um, and, and so we've got to get some pushback on this in every form that is possible, but it does not mean, it does not mean physical. Well, no, and, and, and I will say, you know, this young man was, was literally being beaten down on the ground and, and was in danger of losing his life. Right. And he responded back accordingly. Right. And, and, and that is an appropriate, that's, and that's an appropriate response. Okay. That is an appropriate response. And then for him to be the one to be vilified while these other boys that have been doing this and beating on him for days on end are just going to walk away. That's no, we're, we're, we're not, we're not allowing that. And, and, and in the same way, we need to stop allowing this nonsense. If they think they've got such a great argument, then let them argue. But lying down and, and covering themselves in blood and blocking doors and all this other, all this stuff. And, and, and because of the fact, you know, my question to them would simply be this. So you're for sodomizing children. Yeah. Yeah. And when, yeah. and when they get in your face and they want to scream, I would scream that louder. You're yeah. for sodomizing children. You're for sodomizing children. Yeah. You're for sodomizing children. Right. You're for sodomizing children. You're a pedophile. Let them take a swing. Yeah. And then have them arrested. Yep. 
You know, I wish it. I wish that um, I. You know, all of that in theory sounds really good, Pastor Greg. But man, when you're uh-huh. in Austin or San Francisco, I. You know where? Uh, you, you, I'm not even sure the courts are going to be on your side. Hey, can I can I uh, wrap this uh, today's up with a little bit of a funny to kind of lighten us on our way out, Pastor Greg? Yeah, absolutely. All right, right ahead. This is this. This is, you mentioned Disneyland and DeSantis, the Disneyland versus uh, DeSantis uh, battle that's going on. I read something yesterday that made me crack up laughing. DeSantis said, you know, we may consider putting tolls on every road that leads into Disneyland. And I just, that just made me laugh. I mean, it's already, I mean, first of all, if you have three children and you want to go to Disneyland... You've, you've got to sell one of them to pay for the other two to go, all right? It's already that expensive. So I think adding tolls to the road, I think even our friend Terry Hall, who adamantly hates toll roads, I'll bet we could get Terry Hall on our side to put tolls on every road leading into Disneyland. I thought that was just funny, and it made my day. What do you think about that one, Pastor Greg? You know, I I I think uh, I think uh, you know the what does it say that the the riches of the wicked are stored up for the righteous? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, no, I I I think I, I think we need to send a very strong message to organizations like Disney, to organizations like you know Anheuser Busch, to Netflix, to to these to these companies, to putting out this this garbage yep. that is detrimental to our children. Uh, it needs to stop. All right, folks, uh, Pastor Greg, we need to take a break. And uh, thank you again for joining us as we, you do every Tuesday. God bless you, Matt. God bless the Hill Country. And remember, at the end of the day, folks, at the end of the day, God's called us. He's empowered us. He has strengthened us. And we have the answer to set these people truly free. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Log. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Log. Hi, folks. Uh, this is Matt Long, and I'm coming to you live today from under the pink dome in the People's Republic of Austin, where a few little puppy clouds, I mean little tiny wee little clouds, have just popped up. Um, but it is overall a beautiful day down here. Um, no wind, and um, man, it's going to be a gorgeous day here at the Capitol. Now, we have us. Uh, Along with school choice bills being heard today, there are some uh, border security bills that are being heard, but they are kind of, I was talking to my friend um, Sheena Rodriguez yesterday, and these bills are, they don't appear to be um, uh, directly engaged with uh, border security the way you would think. A bill that says, all right, Texas is going to build a wall and we're going to go down there and blah, blah, blah. There are actually a couple of bills today, one of them that has to do with E-Verify. Now, E-Verify, 
would help us uh, to, to uh, keep from employing illegal aliens. And so this is this is a good bill. Um, and uh, so that one is being heard today as we speak. And Sheena Rodriguez is over there testifying on that um, bill. And um, there are uh, there is another interesting bill. And Sheena was telling me about this. Senator Cokehurst. Um, has Senate Bill 572, which is also being heard today in the Senate at 9.15. Um, so it's already started. And this is, uh, you read this bill, and the caption says this, relating to the authority of a general law municipality or a county to regulate certain unlicensed residential facilities. Huh. You know that is interesting. So I'm when I read that, I'm thinking uh, uh, things like group homes for uh, what my wife's business is uh, for adults with developmental disabilities. I'm thinking of I don't know children's homes maybe. But then what this does is this has to do is with a residential child detention facility under a contract with the U.S. Uh, uh, health and Human Services to care for unaccompanied minors. All right, so that is a bill that its caption doesn't quite tell you that it relates to um, border security, but in this case, these two bills do. So they're being heard today, both of them in the Senate. Um, Senate uh, Colkhurst brought one of them. I'm not sure who the other one is. Maybe Colkhurst brought both of them. But uh, Senator Colkhurst uh, asked Sheena Rodriguez, um, the firecracker, to uh, testify uh, in favor of these bills and explain them to the committee. So I wanted to get her on the program today to talk about the uh, border security bills being heard tomorrow. But uh, since uh, her bill could possibly get called up while she's uh, on the program with me, I told her, I said, don't ruin your opportunity to uh, uh, um, testify on this bill. We can interview you at another time. Let me tell you, a good place to keep up with Sheena Rodriguez and what she's doing is on Substack. If you'll go to Substack and search for Sheena Rodriguez, uh, S-H-E-E-N-A, Rodriguez, uh, spelled just like it sounds. Um, Sheena Rodriguez, and you will find uh, some really, really good um, border security issues. She covers things there very well. I also cut and paste her uh, border security stuff, and I put them up on the Fredericksburg Tea Party website under the 88th Legislative Session News. So, um, and border security bills are going to be heard tomorrow. And then on Thursday, um, and by the way, tomorrow that's in the State Affairs uh, Committee in the House. Um, and then on Thursday, the Election Committee in the House is going to be hearing important election integrity bills. So let's get to Romans. You know, Pastor Greg mentioned Romans, and I had already opened up Romans and was going to go with either Romans 5 or Romans 8 before um, talking with Pastor Greg, but I'm going to go straight to Romans 1 and uh, pick up where Pastor Greg uh, 
leftists. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, chapter 1, verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And um, it says, um, professing to be wise, they became fools. Um, and exchange the glory of the incorporable. Um, I'm trying to uh, and, and exchange the glory of their incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in their lusts of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them, for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their errors. Romans is very clear. You need to read Romans, folks, if you haven't in a while. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we will see you manana back in the um, back in the studio.